Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome, everybody, to the Boiler Alert podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. You will notice Ryan is not with me this week. Instead, I've got a special guest. Uh, You might have heard her voice on any number of podcasts, including her own Megan Fun of Sports, uh, I Love a Lifetime Movie, or Hysteria. She's also been a guest on my brother's favorite podcast, All Fantasy Everything. Mm. Uh, So you've probably heard her. You might have seen her on, uh, on The Tonight Show, on... At midnight on Conan, she's been everywhere. Uh, everybody, Megan Gailey is with us today. Megan, thanks for joining. Hi, is Ryan okay? Ryan, it didn't. Isn't that what you said your co-host's name? What you said, oh, Ryan yes. is not. I, I got shocked because my brother's name is Ryan, uh-huh. and he also went to Purdue. And I was like, I have a brother, Ryan. Ryan. You gotta okay. have a brother. Everybody has a brother, Ryan. Yeah, but then so, you, yes. you is. So Ryan is your brother and your co-host, or are they two no, separate people? Two separate Ryans. Two separate. Ryans. Okay, so Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, both Ryans, Ryans are both Ryans are okay. They are both fine. Yes. Okay. I just figured it'd be easier just to do one on one with a special guest. So I, I like, today. I like to imagine your co-host hates me and is boycotting. Yes. Yeah, and episode. what I did is I said, "Hey, guess who we're having on?" He's like, "No, I'm out. I can't. Be, I will He's not like, be it's there." Near her. Not it's on the Lord's her. day. I will yeah. not. Yes, not on the Lord's Day. One okay, well, send. do not send him my best and tell him that we will address what happened. Okay, I'll let him know. And he knows what happened. Oh, he, he knows. knows. He knows. Um, so for those that don't know you, uh, you went to Purdue. Yes. 
Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about that before we get into the rest of the podcast. We're going to talk Matt Painter uh, because you talked about Matt Painter on your uh, two episodes ago, I think, of Megan mm-hmm. from Sports. Um, and you had a different take than we did. And sometimes sometimes here on the Boiler Alert podcast, we get called homers. Uh, oh, okay, and yeah. We're soft. You know, we're soft on the athletic department and soft on Matt Painter. So I wanted to bring in a different take for people who who criticize us. Uh, and I know you had a different take, so that's good. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a homer, by the way. Like, I actually, my my husband is not a homer. Like, he he's a, uh, what does he say? He picks players. You know, he loves yeah, players. Okay. So then he follows them. And yeah. I go, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. You have, well, I want everyone to suffer the way I've had. <laughs> I, sh- I think that shows a lack of loyalty. Yeah. So well, I think because- being a homer shows loyalty and is a good quality. I agree. I agree because you're a Purdue fan. You're also a Colts fan. Big time. And Pacers. Uh, Yes. And Pacers. So you've, Mm -hmm. you've had some heartbreak uh, in your, I, I truly am now. And I, and I'm like, I hate to center myself in all of these, but it's like, (laughs) I'm the common denominator and I feel cursed. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's very few teams that could be worse. I mean, yeah, I guess you could be a Browns fan which would would be pretty bad. I mean, their yes, team went and, away for a few years. And I've dated multiple Browns. Fans. Like I I've, I've loved more men from Cleveland than anywhere else in the world. So maybe it's maybe more really, than it's anyone like, else in the world. Yeah, yeah, I really um I I think I'm a masochist. Is that what it is when you yeah, love pain? That's what I'm is. starting to wonder yeah. if I am. Um but yeah, I am born and raised in Indianapolis and that is why my fandom is the way it is and my parents are from upstate New York and so no one in my family is from originally from Indiana. We sort okay. of um were were transplants there, which is kind of unique. Yeah. And I so I was not raised rooting on any of the traditional IU Purdue Notre Dame Butler kind of the the elite Indiana schools as yeah. I'll put it and then I decided both of my brothers went to Miami of Ohio like I was the first person to, to to like choose an Indiana path in any way yeah so what was it that made you choose Purdue I went on this massive college tour where I I looked in DC. Um, my my dad went upstate in um in upstate New York, and I was like, I'm gonna go to the East Coast. And then I went and visited all these schools, and I had like an emotional breakdown. <laughs> it was oh, like no. I'm too afraid to go this far from home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. Yeah. So it felt crazy to spend at that time what was only 45,000 a year um, to go someplace and quote unquote, figure it out. Especially I, I had like the homesickness where I would have to go home from sleepovers as a kid. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So So this was not a new thing. This was known going. No, not at all. And so that ended up fate, uh, fate took over and I did not want to go to IU because that's where I went to Lawrence Central. And so a lot of kids go to there's gotcha. it felt like there was just like one bus and they said, yeah. load, you know, yeah. load all the people that will drop out in one semester onto this bus <laughs> and drive them to yeah. Bloomington. And Purdue felt like a good school that was close enough to home. And there wasn't a ton of my friends going there yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But and I, Connor. I, in Connorsville, where I grew up, it was a lot of like, it was a very pro IU town. So a yes. lot of people I was graduating with, it was just like, there was no question. They were just going to IU. And a yep. lot of them, it was like, well, I never want to see you again. So <laughs> if you go to IU, that's great. But I mean, 
my family is all Purdue. My dad went to Purdue. Three older brothers, they all went to Purdue. So yes. I mean, it, it, it was, there was no choice really for me. And it's really so crazy because once I got there, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that this was one of those schools that just like every, because my dad went to Cornell. My mom actually went to Valparaiso site unseen okay. from New York. Oh, wow. And, and I, That's yes. A choice. I know. And then she loved it, but she was like, oh, I'll never live in this state ever again. And then as lived in Indiana almost 40 years now. Uh, but when I got to Purdue, I go, oh, I'm the only non-nepotism baby here. Like <laughs> I'm the first Purdue person in my family. And that felt extremely rare there. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of, a lot of family connections. We always say on the pod, you know, a lot of people who are Purdue fans are Purdue fans because Either they went there or, you know, mm -hmm. a family member went there. There's not a lot of like casual Purdue fans. No, we are not Ohio State. No. It is you're not just no. and and I and IU does it too. Like there are oh, yeah. tons of people oh, that yeah. and I and Ohio State specifically, like I know people that went to like very good schools that then root for Ohio State. I'm like, that's really strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make it's it's and I'm not calling it a bad school, but like it's no. not it's, No, 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 no. It's a bad school. You can it's say it's not an Ivy League school. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to what you said your husband does. You know, everybody wants to root for a name or, yes. you know, everybody likes a winner. And mm -hmm. Ohio State, whether we love them or hate them, they they win some football games. So, yeah. And I, I hate them when it's the regular season. But then I when it starts to get into the national spotlight, I love the big 10 to succeed because, okay. and, and I mean, now that we're like adding, I, I live in Los Angeles, so I'm actually yeah, really thrilled that USC right and you see, yes, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get to watch Purdue yeah. play basketball and football here. I live really close to the Rose bowl. Oh, and so I'm going to get to go to basically home games there for myself. Yeah. yeah that's going to be great. That's going to be great. So, um, just so everybody has an idea uh, about you as a as a Purdue fan, uh, what years were you at Purdue? Okay, so I was there 2004 to 2008. So exact Matt, same time as me. Yeah. Um. So Kyle Orton, the um the Wisconsin Ugh. fumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that was my freshman year, and then and then. I was there. I think we were we were there the very tail, like the very beginning of the Robbie Hummel each yeah. one more. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. So it was we had good teams. Mm -hmm. We were yeah. we had a nationally ranked really good football team and a nationally ranked really good basketball team. And the women, the women's basketball team was very good at that time too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when they were going to sweet sixteens. My wife is coming down the stairs saying, You better talk about the women's sports too, not knowing yes. that we are literally doing that right now yes. because she cannot yes. hear me. Well, and I remember going to volleyball, oh, yeah. uh, women's volleyball, and there was, I was in a sorority, there was a girl in our sorority who was on the tennis team. Uh, yeah, so it would, I feel like I went and watched a lot of different kinds of Purdue sports, not yeah. just, not just the big two. Yeah, yeah. So now we've we've established you know the time you were at purdue my wife i think is writing me a note about stephanie white okay right great now because she really wants me to talk about stephanie white from the purdue women's basketball team that won a national title because that was her hero growing up so amazing um so my my wife obviously like me been a purdue fan for a long time uh her dad went to purdue so uh she was born ran, into it i yeah, ran into her ran in her family as well um now when you were at purdue you said you were in a sorority you're mm -hmm. going out to the bars. Which bar mm -hmm. are you choosing to go to? 
Okay. So I ended up having sort of non-sorority tastes in bars. I loved Jake's. Jake's was my number one because I love hot dogs Okay, and and I love free food. So you combine that. And I, yeah. So like Stax was really big Mm. amongst the Greek community. Yeah. I I hated that place. Yeah. I didn't. It was, there was no one ever there either. And if, like if until people, like midnight yes. or one in the morning. If people from my sorority are listening, so they're gonna be very mad. That was not my. I, and I used to, I used to get into brothers before I was twenty one, and so that felt like cool. uh, very special. A special yes. place for you. I, I wasn't a huge cactus person. Oh, that's unfortunate. No, I know, and and I and I don't know if because it was just like a little bit further. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, you got to go down the hill. You got to figure yes. out if you're going to get somebody to drive you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I definitely, yeah, I loved Jake's. Um, I Harry's is is obviously a classic. Yeah. Any pl- and then there was like this weird. I don't even remember what it was called. It was down by the cactus, and it was like a nightclub. <laughs> it was open. It had been maybe a strip club that then turned into a nightclub it is now absolutely defunct it was right by where people would donate plasma and oh i that, don't know this one i had like a friend of a friend who worked there and we were allowed to go when we were underage too oh. and so yeah i really ended up liking anywhere that <laughs> had free food or let me in when i was yeah. 21 well there we go i mean those are yes. two requirements and the cactus was not the cactus you had to be 21 like oh yeah they were not messing around with that no 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 and then of course the cactus died and just came back Oh, did it come back? Yeah, it came back this last year. Okay, great. Congratulations. But I I, I went to the piano bar. Like, I did it. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't... Jake's was my go-to, and and my sorority friends, their go-to was Stacks and there Harry's. You there you go. Yeah. All right. So now that we've established all of our, our Purdue credentials, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Matt Painter, and we're going to do some uh, talk about NIL and how it relates to women's sports. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back, so still here with Megan Gailey. And as I said at the beginning, her take on Matt Painter, different than Ryan and I's. And that's good. That's good. We want to we wanna hear different opinions. You know, we're homers here on the podcast, as we've said a number of times. Um, and on the episode of Megan Fun of Sports, she basically said, you know, she thinks maybe Matt Painter needs to go. Maybe Matt Painter needs to be fired. Um, is that still how you feel? So a lot of your listeners came for me um, I, in the best way. I hope in the yes. best way. No. And, and I, and what I replied to some of them was like, we all want the same thing. We're all on the same team of, we want to advance farther than we have. Yeah, I think you look at Matt Painter's regular season abilities and his recruiting and you go, this A's across the board. He's amazing at those things. To me, what does end up mattering more than those, though, is March and tournament. And I I look at his tournament record and I and I have it in front of me right now. 
Purdue has been upset by a higher seed in six of its last 10 appearances. Yeah. He's made one elite eight. And when you think about the regular season success and the Big Ten championships and the talent he's had, I think that is a massive underperformance. And so it's not I'm a a Colts fan and and they had those Peyton years. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah, we go we'd go. 15 and one, 14 and two, 13 and three. And then we would lose in the first round of the playoffs. And it was so demoralizing because you go, this is actually what matters. And, and then you look at someone like Tom Izzo and obviously he's going probably to the, uh, the NCAA basketball hall of fame. I mean, he's, I'm not saying he's not like, Oh, he's just like a flute guy. Yeah, He's not some guy off the street. He's clearly a a March great. So it's probably not fair, but there are these coaches that when it gets to the tournament, they have it. And, and the, and the team can stumble. And, and I fear from what we've seen that Matt Painter does not have it. And uh, and I don't mean that as an attack on him. Oh, I don't think that means he's a bad coach or a bad guy. But it's like so many of my friends, when we lost that that game, we're like, we knew this was going to happen. And I think some of that is Purdue's history. Yeah. And I think some of that is Matt Painter's history, unfortunately. Yeah, it was weird because going into a game as a number one seed against a 16 seed, you're never supposed to be nervous. You're never supposed to feel anything at all. You're like, just no one get hurt. And let's hope we win by, you know, 20, but Mm -hmm. we go into this game and the day, you know, two days before these teams were playing in the first four and everybody is in our mentions. Like, I don't know. They look like they might be able to shoot. I'm nervous. They've got to press, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we shouldn't be feeling that way. And to your point, I don't know if that says anything, what that says about maybe the team, maybe Mm -hmm. Purdue fans in general or Matt Painter, because I mean, you're right. We've been upset in March far too many times, far too many times. I mean, you can't really defend that. No. And and the common denominator is him because the team changes, the team changes. And there were, so we went 0-2 versus IU this year, which yeah. is very disappointing to me. Yes. And then and then they win the Big Ten tournament. And I'm like, on one hand, this is amazing. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, no, did the wake-up calls happen too early? And, like, there's part of me that's like, psyche-wise, did they were did they not prepare for the early yeah. They seemed afraid. They were the three point shots. Like, I'm just like, what? And I don't know. My husband is a huge NBA fan. And so we were walking, we were watching it together. And and my dad is a, is a huge, just basketball fan across the board. And, and they're like, shooters got to shoot. Like you have to just shoot until it's going in. But like, we're to the point, we got four minutes left. It's like, it's not turning around. We have a man who's seven foot four. My game plan would be give it to him. Cause that seems to be the only thing that's working. And yeah. the guys we're playing against are six one. Like yeah. it just, it seemed like there was no adjustment at any point. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me is on painter. Oh, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, when Ryan and I talked about it after that game, it, you can't defend anything that happened in that game from Matt painter's perspective. Yeah. He was out coached by this guy who just come up from division two or division three or you know, and then got an and got a new job, yeah, and then got a new got job. the Iona job because yeah. and and so and so there were there were responses um, to to me and and I hate for anything to be like oh this is one game 
And like, that's what we're reacting to it yeah. because I think that's so unfair. And and, yeah. and I also think sports fans, and I include myself in this, are very stupid. And we're <laughs> we very, are. we're very reactionary. Yes. yes. And, and so we go, rah, rah, rah. and so I was obviously upset. And, and that was like the, the first time I was talking about it post. I don't even know. Oh, and so people will go, well, look at, look at what's happened to IU. They fired people and they did. And I go, yeah, but we, that's not us. Like, right. I, I think, look at, we've had two coaches over 50 years. Like, it's like, yeah. I think it's okay to, to move on from someone and it not be a personal thing of like, you've done an incredible job. I think what he's best at is recruiting. And I do think some of that, <sighs> He obviously does an amazing job with it. Indiana is a great place to recruit, though. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. A, a, the starting point guard on on Miami went to my high school. Like the, you're in a hotbed of amazing talent that you should be able to recruit there. And if you can't, then you shouldn't have a job. Yeah. So I I just don't I think there's this thought of like, well, there's no one better. And it's like I, 64 teams were in the tournament and we saw a lot of really incredible coaching from nine seeds on down mm -hmm. that just because we don't think there's anyone better doesn't mean that's a fear that should keep us in this relationship that doesn't seem to be serving us. Yeah, I, I think a couple <laughs> points. It's like with the recruiting, Painter always talks about, you know, it's a process. You got to find mm -hmm. the guys that fit. You don't necessarily have to get like, the best player, but you have to get yeah. the best player for you. Yes. And I always kind of com compare it to like the NFL draft when mm -hmm. they're like, okay, who are you? You're, you're number four on the board. You don't need a quarterback. Are you drafting the best player available or are you drafting for fit? What on you need. Team? Yeah. And, and which way do you go? And painter always seems to be, I'm not going for the best player available because mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, it's obviously it's different in recruiting because you're not guaranteed to sign anybody, but he's never going for the best player on the board because he doesn't think he can get them. He doesn't think they're going to fit in at Purdue. He doesn't think mm -hmm. they're going to be able to do what he needs them to do. So mm -hmm. he goes for the best fit. And that clearly produces great results. He's an amazing GM. Yes. And I mean, Purdue just hasn't had the athletes, especially at the guard position, to win in March because that's what you have to have. And we had a guy like Jaden Ivey and we couldn't utilize Ugh. him properly last year. Love him. And now... And yeah. And now we're looking at next year, Miles Colvin is coming in and he's, you know, the son of Roosevelt Colvin, former Purdue football player. So he's a legacy, maybe mm -hmm. one of the main reasons we got him, because I don't know if Painter's going to get a guy with that kind of talent unless he has. An yeah. And mm -hmm. now we just got to hope that we don't waste him coming in as mm -hmm. this dynamic guard. No. And, and people bring up valid concerns of like, I love West Lafayette, but yeah, you're having to compete with places where it doesn't snow. Right. Um, and so when you're when you're talking about these top places, I live out here in Los Angeles. UCLA is a beautiful campus. Yeah. USC is a, so you, you're in and factors of family and and who they want to be close to. The reason that I ended up like going, okay, I'm I'm I changed my mind is because stand I do strong. think he, stand strong. I, no, no, no. I need I, you to. I am be a bulwark against these. People. I want to give him credit as I think he finds really quality people too. Yeah. And that is something that to me as a sports fan is really important. And I, I talk about it. I call it conscious fandom of like, there's enough 
No, I just didn't want to say anything. Um, so I I call it conscious fandom, where it's like we have enough options that you can really pick someone that you go, I align with this person as a person and yeah. I'm going to root for them. Like I love Russell Westbrook. I think he's an amazing dad. He's done so much for the city of Los Angeles. And so when people started turning on him out here, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You guys are turning <laughs> on the basketball player. Right. I would never turn on the person. Yeah. And and so Matt Painter, you look at this Alabama situation oh. and yeah. And and I find it to be so embarrassing for, I mean, heartbreaking that a woman died. And yeah. that really does seem to be lost in there of like, is he going to play? It's like a person yeah. died and a, and a child is without their mother. So like, let's get back to like the core of it. Yeah. It I goes back to your point of sports fans just were stupid and yes. kind of crazy. Yes, because we want to win. But yeah. I, I see something like that and I go, anything can happen anywhere. I don't think it would be handled the way... A, I actually don't think that would happen at Peru. And B, <laughs> if something terrible like that did happen, I think it would be handled in a way that would make me not embarrassed to have yeah. gone to that school. Yeah. And so that's when I go, well, and I, and I and I think this happened a few years ago. Mitch Daniels was like, listen, we're going to we're going to play by the rules and we're going to work what the NCAA says is the way to do things. That's what we're going to do. And we're still going to try and recruit really good athletes who are really good students, who are good people. And when I heard that, I go, well, we're going to lose, which is yeah. like a it's, terrible. I mean, it's a sad reality, but it, I, I think you weren't the only one that thought that. Yeah. Um, but it, but you go, okay, but at the end of the day, that's a good, even when they lost, I go, well, it's still a really good school. Yeah. <laughs> it's still academically a, a good school. And I mean, Jaden Ivey is such an amazing example yeah. of. And he's crushing it in the NBA right now. Uh, I was devastated. The Pacers didn't get him. Like yeah. it, I truly was like tweet mad at the well, Pacers. You know, especially now that he's, he's up in Detroit, which, you know, the Pacers and the, and the uh, Pistons, not exactly. Nothing makes me more friends. upset. Nothing exactly makes me more upset. And my husband used to work for the Pistons. So it's oh. like, I, oh, I have to and block And you still it out. married him. I forget it all the time. I truly forget <laughs> it all the time because I've like emotionally gone, no, I actually can't handle that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's, it's like, if I'm looking at March record alone, which is yeah. what I was doing, I think there's a strong case for him to be fired. Yeah. If, if you're looking at everything, I totally get why there's people that don't want that to happen. Yeah. And I think your, your point earlier of it feeling like a relationship is, is spot on because so often you're like, is this the best situation for me? I don't know, mm -hmm. but do I want to see what happens if I end it? Is there mm -hmm. something better for me out there? I don't know. Mm -hmm. If I, if I leave this person, am I going to be stuck with someone else who's going to be worse? And I'm going to have to suffer through that, you know, for a head coach, it's going to be at least four years. And then if that fails, you got to do it again. And you're like, you just, you don't know how long it's going to be until you can stabilize. So yeah. if you're going to fire somebody, especially somebody who's been as successful as Matt Painter, I think you have to be damn sure that you can get someone who can come in yes. and take the next step. It's like what, so uh, I'm a Buccaneers fan um, okay, because of Mike Allstop from Purdue. And of course they had Tony Dungy for years. They just could not get over the hump. Could not get over the hump. He, you know, got run out of town. They bring in mm -hmm. Gruden. They win it the next year. Mm -hmm. And it's not as if Gruden with Tony Dungy's sort of, team, yeah, with, with Dungy's the same team. Exactly. team. Yeah, you know, Gruden wasn't some incredible genius who flipped everything around. Uh, it and was, as we've definitely yeah, learned now, <laughs> as we've learned in recent years. 
Um, but it was just a change of, of habits, a little bit more on offense, and suddenly they're off to the races yeah. and they, they win and, the Super Bowl. And- it, it's so funny you bring that up because like that's how I was thinking of it. And I was like, I don't know if that's like a metaphor that's like too too oh, far no. gone. But then it, it, I think that's why when when Dungy won with the Colts, it meant 10 times more yeah. because yeah. it was saying, yes, I do have it. Yeah. And and I think that would if Painter, Painter were to leave, I think that would maybe be the same situation yeah. where it's like sometimes you're just in a place yeah. and You've we've all had jobs. So long, you're comfortable. Yes, that you go. Oh, it w- it was, a, it was a combination of environment and people and what I was allowed to do and what I wasn't. That it's not all on him. That I that I do wonder. I'm like, I wonder. I wonder what percentage of him wants to be at a different program. Yeah. And it may yeah. be zero, but I don't think. It I is. think it's. I think it's more than zero because if you watch yeah. a lot of his like press conferences after games this year, it was a lot of you know, I've had other opportunities, but I love it at Mm -hmm. Purdue. And you can never, you know, you can never not be the head coach at Purdue if you've been here. You know, it's, it's a special place. I played here. I love it here, blah, blah, blah. But he, he mentioned that at least two or three times, which is like, that's like, like, why are you, why are you bringing that up? I do this to my husband all the time. I'm like, the salesman at J crew was trying to holler, was, you know, like yeah. it's not a normal thing to yeah, do. It's like people want me just, <laughs> yes, I am yeah. a desired commodity. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're out of, out of line there. So any, any final thoughts on Matt Painter before we move on? Deep sigh, just for the listeners out there, just a deep sigh. I want them <laughs> to make it past the sweet 16 and I and I know we don't know what Zach Eady is gonna do and I actually don't really I always am like go it's about money Mm -hmm. and it's go who can you owe these people nothing exactly when it comes to Zach Eady I go I think you I think a year would be good for you because as my husband has sat and watched him with me he goes he thinks he's going to go up against Joel Embiid. And I'm like, these are very valid points. Yeah, of, yeah. This is a guy who's played basketball five or six years, like another year of development. Now, would it selfishly serve us as Purdue fans? <laughs> right. Absolutely. I think it would be good for him. The concern is at his size, your body does break down yeah. easier. Yeah. As we've seen, I went to rival high school, Greg Odin, where it's like, sometimes yeah. when you're that big, you just got to strike while the iron's hot, even if you're not ready, because the, the expectancy expectancy on those knees is so short. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Greg Odin, as soon as he got into the NBA, it was just like one injury after another yeah. poor guy. I mean, he got a multi-million dollar rookie deal, so I'm not mm-hmm. too concerned for him, but had to have been really hard to to see your body break down to do the one thing that you basically had been doing and leading up to for your whole life. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just gone. So I just um every year I go, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start watching until and then I get it yeah. so excited and then I watch and then I'm devastated. Yep. That's <laughs> all of us. That is every single one of us. So there we go. Uh we're both we both just want more. You know, we want some yeah. final fours more elite eights just give us opportunities to get to the final four and and see what happens the final four is in indianapolis so much that for like 
the fact that Butler has been there more recently than yeah. us, like, it's just like, we're so close. All we have to do it's, is drive right down the road. Yeah. And it's such a basketball specific ta- like town and state that it, it, I think it hurts that much more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So uh, last topic um, I know I don't want to keep you too long was talk about name, image, and likeness and how it relates um, to women in college. I sent you an article from yes. uh, Fox 59, which I thought was kind of, part of the the problem that I see with NIL with mm-hmm. women's sports. Um, it was the, the top earners from NIL in 2022. And what I said to you is it seems to me that in order to get money from name, image, and likeness as a woman in college, you either have to be the very top of your sport, mm-hmm. uh, which is understandable because that's, yes. it's the same way on the men's side. You know, those mm-hmm. are the people who people pay attention to. So they're going to get the most money. No problem there. But the it seems like the only other way to be one of the top earners in women's sports is to be conventionally attractive. Yes. And that seems like a problem yes. to me. Because the the men who are getting money, not always not always lookers. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But but for 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 the women, they've got to either be the very best or they've got to be on Instagram with you know mm-hmm. six million followers. You mm-hmm. go on this list on Fox 59. And they include like the links to their Instagram pages, how many followers they have. And they're showing like pictures of them in like weird, like one of them looks like she's dressed like a cheerleader, even though she's a gymnast Mm -hmm. is wearing Mm -hmm. a shirt that says Barbie across it. Yeah. And like, I have no problem with women using their, their feminine wiles, as you want to call them, their bodies, their sexuality, whatever. They're, they're there to get money and find a way to make it in the NIL world, which is so new. I'm glad right. they can do it, but we can't just force these women to rely on looks to make money. It seems outrageous. Yeah. So I think I'm so happy that you brought this up and you're obviously a astute man. It's one of those things where it's like, this is a representation of society as a whole yeah. though. And so there, it, it, this happened when, marijuana was legalized a lot of places where it was like oh okay that's great and it was like well it's actually really good for white people but the amount of black people being arrested for marijuana offenses didn't go down it went up so it's like if you put something into our society and hope it won't be classist racist sexist or or any of our tenants that we sometimes struggle with it's 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 not going to happen. What I, what I hope happens is that they will figure out these kinks. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a sexual way, like, I mean, and like the back, that's a whole different side of Instagram that I don't think we need to talk about. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's difficult. It's like, we are, we are a capitalist society. And so we are now putting a monetary amount on young people and what they're able to do. And so we're gonna naturally fall into the things that we usually do. Okay. Hot women, guys Mm -hmm. who can dunk. And, and I, I'm pro NILs. um, Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we're, we're pro athlete choice. We're pro these people being able to earn money when people have been earning money off of them, but no, it's absolutely sexist. And there was a lot of really interesting discussion 
about even how the media was covering South Carolina as opposed to Caitlin Clark. Yeah. And 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 race was heavily brought up. And and you do have to go like, oh wow, like is this very traditional looking white girl who is has swagger and who has badass confidence that we don't necessarily usually equate to pretty like normal white girls. Yeah. And from Iowa, no less. Yes. But it's like, we're we're all only human. We're seeing this girl do incredible things and be really funny about it. I mean, even though she's not trying to be funny, like it's really entertaining. And it's like that, that's what we're naturally being drawn to. But I, but I, I also, I see the Bayou Barbie and I go, look at these lashes. Like (laughs) there's, there's just something about women's sports as a whole where their appearance always comes into it. And like, you just look at the things people have said and done to Serena Williams. Oh yeah. And you go, this is the Michael Jordan. Like, I think she's the most impactful athlete, man or woman of our time. I just think she has totally changed so much in tennis and how we view female athletes. And it's still, after all of that and all of her success and the fact that she won a Grand Slam while being in her first trimester, which is terrible. Like, I couldn't get out of bed in my first trimester. We still boil it down to what her body looks like and Mm -hmm. what she looks like. Yeah, and like, why did she wear that cat suit? And it was like, well, she had, you know, blood clots and she could have died. And so she was taking care of herself. But it comes down to, well, you know, look at how she was dressed. It's like, who cares? She's the best tennis player maybe to ever live. And And so like, it sucks uh, that social media, but like, as you were like talking through it, I go, maybe, maybe one of these gals will be really funny. Like, like (laughs) cause you know, there's all these like hot accounts and there's people that parody the hot accounts, but it is, it ends up being like, okay, if I'm not hot and I'm not, and, and I, and I deal with this and I, I am a performer. I, my appearance really matters in what I do, even if I don't want it to. Um, and there's times that I do want it to, but it's not something you can like turn on and off, but you go, okay, gals will figure it out. I mean, are they going to have to find their way yeah. like into this sort of niche thing that is so uncharted at this point? Yeah. I mean, I constantly, I'm like, why won't Anthony Davis just wax the middle of his oh, eyebrow? <laughs> He's doing it. It's got to, there's got to be some sort of money in it for him somehow. I he's, just... he's trademarked it. And so it's like his brand, the brow. It, and I go, wow, like shame on me for being like, I don't like how it looks, but it's like, it, you know, and, <laughs> and maybe, maybe there'll be a Frida Kahlo girl that can dunk. Yeah, like maybe it'll come back. Who knows? We really, do, maybe a, a girl will be on Jeopardy. Like, I do think it's just like, oh, we're, we're in such early stages of it. Yeah. So we defaulted to these tendencies that are not great yeah i think that's because it was it just happened so suddenly and everybody scrambled and is like these companies have money that they want to throw at people because they think it's going to be a good investment so they're like who do we get who do we do who do we do this with oh i know the guy who can dunk it as you said the guy who can you know throw the football 40 yards Mm -hmm. or the pretty girl on the gymnastics team like we'll do these things we'll push it down a couple years and we'll figure it out um There was an article, and I forget where it was from, saying that the number of uh, women's basketball players who are playing now in, like, full makeup, like, eyelashes, everything else, is just so on the rise. And they think that it's largely, not largely, but at least partly due to NIL, 
because they they know that they have to present a certain look on the court in order to be like sponsor friendly i guess and And that would be like that would be really unfortunate to me i know as a female performer i have had people tell me hey dress this way and and when i first started they were like you're you're actually you're you look too nice like your (laughs) outfit is too you shouldn't have heels on you shouldn't have something fancy on like because you're coming out and that is making people uh, immediately on guard and and i listen to it because I was a 23 year old woman yeah, getting right. it's advice from people yeah. and then as I went in I was like no I like to look the way that I look and I'm I don't wear hoodies so like why would I do that why would I wear that to my job if that's not how I dress now am I always like have have my breasts pushed up no but it's like you see I'm gonna I, I love color I like fashion sometimes I have my stomach out like it's just like yeah I'm gonna look the way that I want to look and that for me, performing wise is, is a place of comfort and being myself up there that I hope if young athletes are doing anything, it's because they want to. I hope so. Yeah. But I mean, we, I I think the men are susceptible too, just like at a much because there's definitely guys that you're like, oh, my, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like uh, even my yeah. friends that don't follow the NFL know who Jimmy Garoppolo he's is. The hot he's quarterback. the quarterback. Yeah. They go, oh, Joe Jonas. Yeah, I know him. Like, you know, every <laughs> gay man I know, they don't, they're like, I don't watch the NFL, but I know Jimmy G. Yeah. So, you know, we're just a we're just a society that likes pretty. But yeah, I'm looking at this gymnastics girl. Gym, it's always the gymnastics girls. My best friend was a gymnast. Oh, my God. Still to this day, she walks had two kids, walks into a room and it's like everybody loves her. And <laughs> and the real moral is you can't compete with these gymnastic girls. And it's that's why difficult. we're here, Megan. That's why we're here. So I hope a gymnastics girl becomes famous for having the flattest butt ever. Like she's like, I have no ass. I have no boobs. I have no personality. I have no makeup. And I'm going to brand that. I think you're talking about figure skaters at this point, though. (laughs) I mean, that sounds more like a figure skater than a gymnast. Uh, They're like classically. But it is interesting because like we celebrate big men in basketball, yeah. especially like big baby. And, and yeah. I'm like, Oh, that would be a fun trend for women to be like, we just love this big girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just a bruiser. I, I really want that <laughs> to happen. Yeah. I mean, so I think you're right. It's going to take time to kind of see how it shakes out, but right now it's just, it's a weird feeling because yeah. You do want these these women and the and the men to succeed. You want them to make the money um, because they've been exploited as athletes for so long. Um, but you just hope they feel good about whatever they're doing and that there's yeah. some sort of fairness uh, and they're getting treated the proper way. Because there's just we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know what they're told, but um, we just hope that at the end of the day, they're doing what's best for them and and they're happy with those decisions. Yeah, and their parents are not taking the money from them. Unless yeah, they want yeah. their parents to have the money. Yeah, like, no I'm like, I don't think you can, situations. I know. I'm like, I don't think you can get divorced from your parents when you're 20. <laughs> I think they're just your parents. Then. Yeah. Yeah. You could try to emancipate, but that, they're that like, might yeah, be you're free. You're free yeah. already. Yeah. So, well, Megan Gailey, this has been a blast. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, really Thank appreciate you. you coming on. Is there anything in particular you want to say that's coming out soon that we should find you on? Um, you know, you want to tw- throw out your Twitter 
anything yeah, I like would, that. We'd love. I to, would love. love to um, I would love for people to listen to Megan Fun of Sports. It's a sports podcast that I host with the former Patriots reporter. So it's like even I'm able to make peace with people. Man, so you've got um, you've got the Patriots on your podcast, and you've got the Pistons in your living room. Yeah, and he's a La- he's a Lakers fan and a Bulls fan. Like he's just a fan of everyone, and it's like this is really uh, oh, it's it infuriates my father. Um, <laughs> so Megan Fun of Sports, it's on the Extra Points Network. So if you are a cousin Sal fan, um, I think you'll love it. And I, th- I, I everything stand up wise that I have travel is is sold out. I'm going to be in Indianapolis, but hey, all the, I'm, that's a good I'm, problem. Good I, problem. So. I guess like look for me. I'm really hoping to go to a Purdue football game this year. Oh, you know what? I in the fall, I'm gonna be in Cincinnati, Columbus, and Indianapolis in September. And I don't those have not even maybe they're not even close to sold out. So yes, good. I'll be in the Midwest in the, in the fall. There we go. So most of our listeners in the Midwest. So hopefully we can we can move some tickets for you. So there you go. Uh, Megan Gailey, thanks so much for coming on. Great to have you. Okay, thank you. Boiler up. Boiler up. (laughs)